Welcome to the Red Half of Sheffield. This is a Sheffield United podcast by two American Blades fans. My name is Noah Snyder, and I am joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend, Chad Jarvis. What's going <laughs> on, Noah? I will uh, first start off by saying I will apologize if I don't hit the cough button on my uh, microphone because I'm still dealing with whatever illness I have. But uh, yeah, other than that, I'm uh, not doing too bad. Uh, I didn't even ask. <laughs> I uh, yeah, well, I usually, you know, this would be the time where I just fill fill air. But uh yeah, I'm not doing too bad. Uh ready for blades at the weekend. I cannot wait. Oh my god, it feels like it's been forever since we had some club football and you know, look, I know all of the England supporters right now listening to this podcast, congrats, you know, your team made it to the quarters. It's great. I mean, it was a very very convincing win over Senegal uh the other day but yeah the united states has made has gone out not with a bang but a whimper uh of this world cup and you know to be honest i i don't know if i expected us to challenge the netherlands people say them and belgium are probably the two best teams to have never won the whole damn thing so you know i look if they go on and they make the semis then you know you feel good about that if they if they lose this coming Saturday, then you're just like, wow. But they are, I think they're going up against, are they going up against Argentina? Yeah, they're they're going to be. There's no fucking way. They, yeah, they're, no, no way. There's no way. They just, I mean, they were the better team in, you know, I, I watched the Americans play, but, you know, I've, I'm, I've been really out of touch with this World Cup and due to the fact that it interrupted my club my club football season like, your chad chad's own proprietary yes football club season get on my soapbox how dare you interrupt my club football season you dickheads no no um, this has been good this is break has been good for united because look we've got half of the team coming back yeah, we got the cavalry like. coming back now. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's continue about like talking with about the World Cup here. But I mean, it's just in the few games, I, I kind of sound like dead back because I listened to Tufty Club when they did their Tufty Club reports on the World Cup. <laughs> and he's only watched a, a few games. I could probably count on one hand how many games I've, I've probably only watched three or four games total. Wow. Yeah, and it's like it's been mostly the United it's been the Americans and then it's been England. So yeah, and I've kind of yeah. like pieced together England games because uh, you know, obviously it's one and one with the England United States, but I mean they just beat the hell out of Senegal. I mean, so it just it it's just lacking the intensity, I guess, that it would have during the summertime. And I just prefer club football. As a whole, I'm not really big into the World Cup, but you know, I I like our league, our team. That's it. I don't, you know, you get all these, you get all these egos together, and it seems so hard for these rich footballing nations to ever even like really do anything. Like since I've I, I've started following this international game, <laughs> it's like Brazil is supposed to be the greatest team. Every single year, they're tabbed to win the World Cup every four years, and they never do it. And it's like, well, they've done it more than anybody well, else. Yeah, they've done it I'm five saying, times. I'm saying, in my existence of watching the World Cup, I don't know since I was a kid, but 
it's like 2002 was their last victory i believe in the world cup yes so i was i came a little bit i got a little late to the start and i didn't come to after that i I don't know i it, it feels like it feels like the the gray area for oh i had a relative that had french in their their background growing up they had a mother or father oh okay that makes me that makes me be able to be french or seven grandmas down on my father's side was from portugal so i'm gonna play with (laughs) portugal so the blend like the gray area you know which team you want to root for or play for is i think a little bit blurred yeah, I look for me. I'm gonna support the United States first and foremost. Obviously, it is my country of birth. You know, after that, I mean, France. I, I maybe I don't know. My, my, my family is French, um, and England as well. So I, you know, this weekend I'll probably support England just by virtue of, you know, supporting a, a British club. You know, yeah. uh, an English an English club. Excuse me, yeah. I should say. Um. um my my 68th cousin on my grandmother's father's side was uh <laughs> japanese so unfortunately japan got knocked out today in which i heard was an absolute demolished. disaster yeah they got demolished um, today yeah uh but yeah I, I i i want england to uh pull it out you know uh, whether they can do that uh, you know will be seen but it is uh it's gonna be crazy for those guys over there if they win it. I mean it would be cool, you know. I they've been talking about it coming home for more than twenty years, and if it finally did, um, you know, that would be it would be huge for them. So I I'm always gonna support England when the USA is out and you know, I if if it's not France, because I'll usually support France if they're not playing England, but yeah, they're going to have a really tough time of it, I think. I mean, Kylian Mbappe is an absolute fucking beast out there. I, How many goals I mean, has he scored in this World Cup? I think five I mean, or five, six. Yeah, five, and he's got a bunch of assists, too, which yeah. is nuts. But, uh, yeah, 2026, the United States is just gearing up for uh, a World Cup. At home, it's going to be home. It's got to be home. It's got to be at home in 2026. Soccer. Soccer's coming home. Soccer. Soccer. <laughs> Soccer breakdown. Three, two, one. It's coming home in 2026. That's all you need to know. Thank you. Open wide for some soccer! The Continental of Soccer Association is coming to Springfield. It's all here. Fast kicking, low scoring, and ties. <laughs> you bet. Yeah, I, I I think England are going to have their hands full on on Saturday, and I think it'll be a close game. I think it probably could go to extra time and maybe even penalties, but what I'm hoping for is just an entertaining game between the English and the French. Yeah, I mean, it, at this point, the Blades will be on, the Blades will be playing. I'll be more focused on that than, than uh, yeah, at 4.30 my time. <laughs> Well, yeah. that is if they move the game up. I mean, rumor they is will. they're going to move it to twelve thirty, but um, it, it's coming, man. It is definitely coming. There, there's no way that that game goes on at at three three p.m. Uh, GMT. But the the whole thing is, is I was reading um, comments for away teams that have like way far to travel Saturday, and they're like, um, 
it really doesn't even matter if some of these away fans like go to the game. They're not going to be able to see the England. They're not going to be home in time to see the England game. So it's it almost yeah. Makes... You go you go to pub and watch it and and watch it wherever you're going away to. Yeah. Or that, that... or we're gonna see like you know not as many fans in the away section in a local derby like the one that we have against Huddersfield on on Saturday. Um, you know I do think there will probably be more traveling fans just because the distance is not that great between yeah you know Bramall Lane and Huddersfield. So. I, so I just kind of want to get your take about Illiman and Jaye's World Cup. You know, he he didn't start the first two games. I think he made a guest appearance in the first one um, in which he got an assist, which was great. And then he ended up starting their last two games, uh, including their loss the other day to England. Only played 45 minutes. Um, I didn't think he had a huge impact on the game. But, like, did you watch any of the other uh, Senegalese games? I saw some of it, like when he checked in in the first game and got the assist. I was like, "Wow, that's our boy!" I mean, making a name for himself. And then, like you said, he he started their last two games, and I mean, he really didn't seem to have an impact. I really didn't watch it too closely, so I can't really say. But he had some good touches. But you know, look, you're going up against Premier League defenders there. You know, when he's one on one with. I mean, Harry, like people slag off Harry Maguire, but listen, he is not, he is not a terrible defender. You know, there's a reason why he's first choice, you know, in Garrett, Garrett Southgate's side. I mean, you know, he is not a bad defender. I mean, what was really cool was that, you know, in that game yesterday, there were three Sheffield United uh, Academy products on the field. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, man. You know, between it was... Kyle Walker, Harry Kane, and Illman and Jaya. I mean, you love to see it. And here's the thing that I loved was that they name dropped Sheffield United no less than like four times during the broadcast. Did you notice that in the game uh, the other day? No, I didn't have the sound on, so I didn't listen uh... to it because the American announcers over here are absolute ass. Uh, I feel like I'm watching a hockey game every time. Um, because John Strong, the, the the commentator for Fox Sports, while every time they he's in the box and he's like thirty yards away, he's gonna have a shot, and it's like, dude, he's just passing the ball in. No, we we had we had Ian Dark. Uh, he oh, was the for, one who, yeah, for, for England, for England, Senegal. Yeah, we had he had we had Ian oh. Dark and Landon Donovan, and you know Ian Dark is an absolute ledge. Yeah, the American games though, the whew, man. We're just trying to, we're just trying to Americanize it, and I didn't, not a, not a fun time. But yeah, if I would have had the sound up, that's pretty cool that they shouted us out, man. Yeah, I mean, we were name dropped, like, you know, uh, they name dropped because Kyle Walker was an academy product because Harry Maguire played for United in the third tier. Uh, you know, it seems like a million years ago. Yeah. Um, and because of Illiman and Jaye, you know, they name dropped Sheffield United. And, uh, you know, I was watching the game on the couch with my partner and like, she was listening. She wasn't really watching, but she was listening and her ears perked up and she was just like, did they just talk about Sheffield United on a world cup broadcast? And I was like, yes, they did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, th- I mean, look, I, I think this is probably the best thing that could have happened for Illiman and Jai. He he got an assist, didn't overtly impress to the point where he's going to have, you know, a million bids come the 
January transfer window, ones that, you know, Sheffield United can't ignore. And he's going to be back for the game against Huddersfield on Saturday. Uh, yep. Will he play or will they give him a, a rest? I I don't know. I mean, I think he is a key to our offense. But granted, look, we're playing 24th in the league, you know, yeah. propping up the table, <clears throat> Huddersfield. So, And that, that's one thing, too. He got good experience going to the World Cup and actually starting some games, which you like to see because it's like it's not like he just went there and sat on the bench. He actually yeah. played. So in the little bit of cameos, can he take anything he learned for those cameos and put it on the pitch at Bramall Lane, you know? Like I said, you know, I, by the way, I just want to say I dropped that news of Sadio Mane missing out on the World Cup. I want to say like maybe a week and a half before anybody else had it. I, I watched that game, that uh, Bundesliga game where he went down injured and I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to make the World Cup. Like he's done. That means Illumin and Jaya is probably going to get called up and probably going to start a couple of games. So, yeah, I think it was great. You know, I'm just this is self totally self congratulatory right here, but. Yeah, I, I think it was great that he got some of that, you know, experience on the world's biggest stage with so many eyes on him. I mean, how many people do you think were around the world were watching that England-Senegal game? Hopefully, you know, he's able to turn that back into something good. And then if and when we get promoted, he's already kind of accustomed to playing around some of those stars, albeit yeah. it wasn't very long. Yeah, but I mean, you can clearly see that you know, it was that that game against England. I don't want to say it was a shock to his system, you know, going up against Premier League defenders and midfielders. But at the same time, I mean, that's the level of talent that he wants to be playing up playing against in the next you know couple of years, whether it's with Sheffield United, whether it's with another club, um, you know, that remains to be seen. But with that being said, you know, I I don't think. And here's the other thing. I don't think Senegal played him in the right spot. You know, they had him as a winger out on yeah. the right wing. And, you know, he he doesn't get the ball at his feet, you know? I mean, yeah. he his the he does his best work when he's able to drive with the ball at his feet, either down the wing or, you know, down the middle of the pitch. Um, and he just didn't get to do that because he was playing super deep. You know, he was playing super forward. Um, and he didn't get to distribute like he normally does. So... You know, I personally don't think that they played him right uh, with Senegal. And, you know, if he's going to be featuring in the 2026 World Cup with Senegal, I hope that maybe they change their tactics to suit him a little bit more. And if and that is, granted, if he continues to be the player that we know, love, and, you know, have seen throughout both last season and this season. Yeah. Um, if he continues, oh. you know, if that his career trajectory continues to rise, then, you know, he might be the person that they play through. The one thing the through. one thing that I noticed too, did you see how many dies are on Senegal? Like I was trying to just look at their lineup when they they showed it and I was like, hold on a minute. There's like four or five and dies on the bench. Yeah. Like it's it's a common last name. It's a very, very common last name. I did I had no idea about that. That's insane. I was like, yeah. hold on, are they I mean, obviously they're not all related, but I was like, wow, this is weird. This is a it's the, the proverbial Senegalese last name of Smith. Oh really? Huh. I, I, I I'm just saying know. that with, with absolutely zero. I was gonna say it was like, truth. man, I you said and it Senegalese though, huh? culture go yeah. I mean, <laughs> you and Senegalese culture go deep in this one. Oh yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> 
I don't think I could pick Senegal. Actually, that's not true. I definitely can pick <laughs> Senegal out on, on on a map. I my my geo- in spite of you know what they say about Americans, I'm actually halfway decent at geography. Yeah. Well, hey Chad, do you want to talk a little Huddersfield this Saturday? Our first game after the international break, and we have a few coming back into the fold in Sander Bedgay, Max Lowe. Jaden Bogle. Who else? Who else do we do we have back? Uh, who else did I see training? I think those were the big names that we saw yeah. training. Um, we have a new training pitch that's finally done as well. Yes. Did you watch that video? Of no, them, like, kind I of... didn't. <laughs> I did not. I saw the highlights and I was like, "Well, uh, how long was the video? Was it a was it a longer one than they put on on? I think the Facebook. I think it was like four or five minutes that they put on the Facebook." I yeah, there was a, a long time one. lapse video, but yeah, um, I actually did sit down and watch the whole thing because, you know, I'm just starred for Sheffield United content with, you know, no blades pod, really Tufty Club putting out the odd episode every now and again. A, I, you know, I'm just starved for United content. What an odd video to put out, though, to fill some like to to take up some space. Like, here you go. We'll show you the renovations we did to not. So you can't blame us for when all the players get injured now because we have a new renovated pitch. They're doing it just ground. to spite the fans complaining, you know? Yeah, like, right. I mean, it looks Here, nice. It looks it's, nice. It's, it's not the training pitch that's injuring the players. Clearly, we've put millions and millions of, what, $2 million or $2 million pounds they said it cost, I think, somewhere Something around like the that. Yeah. Here, they're never going to get, so we're never going to have an injury again now. At least, at least at the training ground, it'll all be at Bramall Lane now because we'll have to tear up the entire ground and start over there. Well, you know, I don't think we were even like really training per se on on pitch for a while. You know, I think we, I mean, we might have had some like workout sessions, but they weren't doing you know actual training. And just to be able to do that training during this World Cup break, hopefully, you know, we'll see an uh, an improvement in play because. I mean, in spite of the fact that we won four from five, you know, of our last five games, I wasn't, it, we weren't playing the Chef United way. We weren't playing uh, how we normally played football. And obviously that owes a lot to injuries. And um, we have McBurney back also, which is good. He's, yeah. I think, well, he'll either be fully recovered or m- mostly fit by the time Huddersfield this Saturday, by the time Huddersfield come to Bramall Lane. Um, it's crazy that, you know, it feels like we've been off for like three months and it's only been three weeks, but I'm, I'm curious to see how we come out of this break, considering we're horrible every time we come out of an international break and we couldn't have a a better opponent to try and go and get three points and get off on the right foot. But like you said, we weren't playing the best football when we finished up. It was like. We we were on good form, but and we didn't want the international break to come, but we needed it to come to get the cavalry back. Yeah, yeah, and I look. I think Jaden Bogle definitively improves this side. I think Max Lowe. Def- I mean, we were starving, absolutely starving for a, a natural left wing back. You know, granted, we I think we had slotted Benno in there a couple of times. You know, obviously, Reese Norrington Davies uh, is still injured at this point. I mean, so we didn't really know who we were playing at left back game to game. And it was mostly Benno and 
God, I, I can't even remember now, like, yeah. you know, how we were setting up. But but the whole thing is, is yeah, I think Jackie Longthrow went out with an injury right there at the right. end, too. Right. So it's like, we'll probably get him back. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe. I mean, did you, see him? Be back. did you see him on the grass? I did not see him on grass. So in heck, he won't have his pre-match press conference until, what, Friday? So we won't know. But, oh, man. Yeah, because we had our blaster starting in the in the last match against right. Cardiff. I forgot we had a ragtag bunch playing. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. And then I think Anel, Anel Ahmed Hodzic, he had a... Uh, they never disclosed what his injury gland, he was. He had though. glandular fever. What the hell is that? It's... I can't remember what we call it in the United States now, but... Glandular it's, call, fever? What the hell? Glandular yeah. fever. Hardly even know her. <laughs> oh my god i don't yeah I don't, yeah it's the that epstein bar virus the what yeah i've never heard of that oh man yeah i my, one of my really good friends from high school he like had it and he was out for like weeks man what's it do is it like mono it's mono it's exactly mono it's oh mono so Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what we call it. I, that was the name that I just couldn't for the life of me remember. We like, call it, yeah, on. we call it mononucleosis. They call it glandular fever. Yeah, so he was out with mono. Oh, wow. Wow, who who is he making out with? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That's why they call it the kissing disease, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who is he making out with? Yeah, yeah. So I, I forgot. We, we actually started Stevens in that game against Cardiff. So yeah. You know, for me, if he's fit, Max Lowe comes right back into the side, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, you, you'd like to think that he slot him back in. But, you know, the one thing is, I thought we were supposed to have a, a f- couple friendly scheduled. Now, that hasn't, like, I don't know if we have or haven't, but I figured the, the, the club would disclose that information if we have to see if, you know, you like to think, we would have done something over this break to get Max Lowe like 45 minutes of contact or something like that. Yeah. You know, if, I mean, if anything, you know, based on, on the videos uh, from Shirecliff, you know, looks like they were going full tilt. So hopefully full, full contact. Cause that's where yep. we seem to pick it. Oh, he's got a contact injury now, but I mean, suffice to say, the 11 that we started against uh, Cardiff City will not be the 11 we start on Saturday uh, against Huddersfield. But getting back to our regular schedule format here, uh, let's talk a little bit about Huddersfield. Um, Apparently, they played a friendly against Olympiacos on December 1st, so that was last Thursday, and they got beat 2-0, which isn't that much of a surprise. I think Olympiacos are in the first tier of of Greek, you know, Greek football. So, you know, I, I mean, it kind of stands to reason that they would, the bottom team in the championship would lose. Uh, but, you know, with that being said, they didn't get beat even worse. P- prior to that, they, in the league, they drew uh, Swansea at home. They beat QPR away, which is interesting. They lost to Rovers and then uh, they lost to Sunderland at home. Um, and then before that, they beat Millwall at home. So, in spite of them propping up the table, you know, that's some mixed form, you know. I mean, if you that form stretched throughout the season probably keeps you up, but um they've had a really, really rough go of it to this point. Many, many losses on the books for them this season. 
And, you know, as far as like who they're going to start, I'm wondering if the lineup is going to look similar to who they started against Swansea, um, Nichols and Nett, Lees, Helic, Mbete uh, in their back line, Kasumu, Rudoni, Ruffles, and then Rhodes, Jackson, and Thomas up front, a front three. So they play a 3-4-3. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to to know who who they're going to have, you know, for this upcoming match. But the one thing I'm looking at right now is their goal difference is only minus seven. They've only scored 19 and only conceded 26. For a team that's propping up the table, that's not, like – bad form like goals again i mean yeah minus seven yeah you never want to be negative but (laughs) it's crazy that they're they're like huddersfield they were in the playoffs last year i mean they've dropped off like an absolute rock thanks to their manager leaving a couple weeks before the season but it's just it it sucks and and they really had a lot of players picked from them as well you know that they did and if you look at their side, they really don't have Sorba Thomas has six assists, and Jordan Rhodes has three goals. He's tied with Danny Ward for three goals. So they don't really get much out of their front three. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be key really shutting down Rhodes and Ward. That that's gonna be the key. You know, if we don't give them any chances, then um I think we have a pretty good shot at winning this game. How do you uh who do you see starting for United, Chad? Uh I think let's put out the same lineup we put out against Cardiff. Just kidding. Uh I think Wes <laughs> Wes and goal, obviously. Anel, Bash, and probably Egan is your back three. Not Clark. Interesting. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna say Clark. How does, this is that's why we're this is almost a crapshoot here. Um, Baldock, if Sandy Barge is able to go, do you put him in there with, with Ollie Norwood? Ben, I don't, Max Lowe maybe out on that left-hand side and keep Osborne tucked in. And then up front, and die and probably Sharp, maybe McBurney? If McBurney's fit, he comes back into the side. But, you know, do you put Tommy Doyle in instead of, you know, instead of Fleck. I mean, is Fleck even fit? I No, I think, no, ugh. I don't think he is. Yeah, I don't think he's yeah, he's not fit either. I think you play Doyle on that left on that left center mid. Yeah, I mean, it's we can we can interchange some some players, so it's it's up to the manager obviously, it's, but it's this is so, so weird. It's, it's so, so weird hard. where you're not uh you're, you're you're not knowing exactly what side they're going to put out just by virtue of so many injuries, you know? Yeah, exactly. In in like, you know, like you said, if McBurney's healthy, he's gonna start. But is everything okay with his hernia surgery? Is he back to the tip top shape? So if not, do we got to go up with? Do we got to start Billy Sharp? This could be a game the skipper could start because it's Huddersfield. You know, I mean, they are a championship side. Maybe he's been training, and maybe the gaffer gives him a start and runs him out there for 45 to 60 minutes, puts Big Bernie on at the end. I think it's going to be largely predicated upon whether this side can score relatively early against, you know, in, ostensibly in the worst side in the league. 
Yeah, and that's what I, I'm thinking as well is like if we, you know, go and get an early goal, do we just kind of roll with the lineup we got? In in do I, I should say this, I guess. Do we kind of have a almost like a change side to start the game? And then, you know, if we get a goal, okay, we'll just roll with this side. Or if 65 minutes comes and it's still nil-nil, do we, like, sub on the cavalry and say, like, McBurney get in there and Die get in there, Sandy Barge, Max Lowe, Bogle if you're healthy, you know, everybody come on, make wholesale, wholesale changes? Yeah, I, that's always the uh... – you know, the question in, in a game that you're winning comfortably, do you make changes for changes sake? You know, yeah, I, I think Balduck starts for me, you know, I, especially considering we don't know about Bogle's fitness yet. I mean, you hope he's fit to start, but I think irrespective of that, you need to start Balduck. I think yeah. he, he's had a couple of good games. You know, he obviously got the goal in that Cardiff game and, um, you know he's he he's probably at peak fitness right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's a fair that's a that's a fair statement. So a lot will be answered this weekend, but I, I'm glad. And the whole thing is, is after we play Saturday, we don't play until the 19th, so we have nine days until we play again, and then we yeah. get into the busy Christmas period after that, because then we don't play until after Bo- <laughs> and then we don't play until Boxing Day. And then I think the 29th and then the second. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, maybe you uh, you just kind of go with who's fit at the moment. You know, I think hopefully we can pull out a win, you know, considering it's Huddersfield. But look, we played down to bad competition before. I mean, yep. just look at that game against Rotherham, you know? Yeah. And the whole thing is, is, you know, we got kind of two, I don't want to say easier games. More to your point. Like you got Huddersfield and then you got Wigan and then you got Coventry who's rebounding Blackpool and then QPR. Like once we hit Blackpool, QPR, Millwall, Stoke, you know, that's when, you know, that's when the fixtures start piling up there and we better have it figured out by then. I mean, I yeah. I would like to think these first couple of games back are almost going to serve as friendlies to see where we are coming back, you know? Well, with that being said, Chad, what is your score prediction for this Saturday? I am going to go 4-0. 4-0. Yes. You think yes. we're going to get four goals? Yes. Okay. yes. Who scores them? I'm going to go with Ollie Norwood gets one from way downtown. Um, and then we're going to get a John Squarehead Egan. And okay. then we're going to go... George Baldock gets one because he runs to the byline and scoots one right past the keeper. And then Billy. Bill. Billy Sharp. So, All right. Yeah, Bill. Bill. Four I'd like nil. to see him open up his account. Yeah. It'd be great. This has got to be latest in his career as every score, too. Is it? Because you oh, gotta, wow. You got to think. It's it's probably the latest in here. Aside from that Premier League season. I mean, but that really, I really don't count. Goals that. are coming at a premium then. Yeah. You know? Um, and he wasn't really starting much. I mean, you got to think he's not, he really hasn't featured much in the side this year. So you really can't say that this is the latest in the season he scored. Yep. Yep. As for me, I'm going to say 2 0 to United. Uh, I think that Illiman and Jaye is going to get a goal. And 
Mm, I'll go with Ahmed Hadzic. I I think. Uh, oh, so I, this is an aside here. Did you watch the Chef United Way interview yeah. with uh, yeah. Ahmed Hadzic? Yeah, yeah, it yep. was great. I, yeah, it was. It was good. All it credit good. to those lads. I mean, they what a get for them. You know, getting like arguably one of the most popular players on Sheffield United to come do an interview. And, you know, he was basically given, you know, free reign to say whatever was on his mind. Cause I don't know if like, if I was managing the team, I don't know if I'd give him uh, you know, the disclosure to say, you know, I had glandular fever. They like, they coaxed that out of him. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was, uh, that was good uh, interviewing skills by, uh, the boys over there, it yeah. it was crazy. But I mean, yeah, how he likes his steak, you know. <laughs> That's why a bit, his Christmas I, tree up. I don't know if I can support that. You know, I don't know if I can support uh, a well done steak. You know, firm but with little give. Yep, these are medium rare. What if somebody wants theirs well done? We ask them politely yet firmly to leave. That was a good get by them. I mean. That was a poll too. They've got to have some connections for sure. But uh, more major props to the boys over at the Chef United Way, and we are a small branch of that. But uh, yeah, we'd like to see the guys doing a good job over there. So, what do you think? Are you and Robert gonna do uh, do the watch along on on Saturday? If uh, if Mister Costa is available, I will reach out to him and see because it it'll probably be an early start for you <laughs> yeah i'd have to i'd have to be up at like 3 30 a.m in order to, <laughs> yeah in order to get that done so uh not gonna happen for me considering i have to work that day especially but yeah well i think that just wrap just about wraps it up here for the red half of sheffield a little bit loosey-goosey today eh, chad yeah we're a little bit loose tonight yeah yeah you like to see it but um really quickly before we take off chad where can the people follow you on social media they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at cjarvis underscore 13. And you can follow me, Noah Snyder, at sunpuck on Instagram and at nestman930 on Twitter. If you haven't done so already, please give this podcast a follow on social media. Uh, you can follow us at Red Sheffield on Twitter and at the Red Half of Sheffield on Facebook. We are, I think, just maybe like 40 followers away from 1500 on twitter which is pretty damn good so thank you all those of you who have been following from the beginning those of you who have just started following us recently uh big big thank you um you know we produce this content on a weekly basis for you and you keep listening we'll keep making so uh until this saturday when we play huddersfield in a local derby at bramall lane up the blades chad up the blades. Come on, you red and white wizards. Mm-hmm.